Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled Man, mediocre, and MI5. Six? MI6? Yes. Um, movies of film history. I'm Love, Matt Love. I'm Tease, Cassandra Tease. I'm Kane, James Kane. Hey. Hey. hey! Hello, everyone. Hello. Yeah. As Smooth you recovery yeah, for our me. First, um, <laughs> our first bond of the, of the pod. Yeah, I, I thought you were just going to do M, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, M movies. I was thinking Madge as well. <laughs> You know, Madonna. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Different different M's. We've got a plethora of letters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are we all doing? What the, look, it's a time. Yeah. It's a time. Look, you know. Yes. What is happening? I don't know. It's a very busy time. <laughs> think, well, the floods are coming floods, in. You know, we've got an incompetent mayor up top. We're not. We, we not our mayor. No, no, no. Our mayor's <laughs> fine. Yeah. We're down here. That's why I said up top. Yes. Um, we as a as a nation. But I'm still not a fan of this one. weather. It's very muggy in Wellington, and yes. I am not a fan. I can't. Stand and that's it. weather corner. Oh, I can't stand it. I can't remember. Oh, it's singing the rain. Which yeah, I mean, which nicely. yeah, it into our pop corner. <laughs> pop 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 corner. James, you've started it off, so would you want to jump in? Yeah, well, I could stand partially the work of Damien Chazelle's Babylon, which um, borrows. Did you say stand? Stand. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could stand it. I could stand it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the work. <laughs> with... Yeah, yeah. I was trying to. F- okay. Yeah, which, he- which heavily features the work of Singing in the Rain. Um, <gasps> what? And what? it famously did not, uh, unlike Singing in the Rain, did not make it into that Oscar. I mean, um, Singing in the Rain did prized. not make it there either. Didn't it? Didn't it get any noise? It wasn't received rapturously when it came out. Oh. It was received well, but not rapturously. Amer- An American in Paris came out the year before, oh, and oh. that won Best Picture, uh-huh. and it was like in the shadow. I feel of like that. as like an art film, American yeah. Paris is probably more of an art for Singing in the Rain. It's a bit more of like a crowd pleasing yeah. sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. and American Paris has that big. The Dream Ballet is lovely, yeah, and they, they both have very good Dream Ballets, mm, but yeah. American in Paris is one, it's beautiful. Anyway, yeah, um, um, Babylon is the latest work of Damien Chazelle, and is about uh, the 1920s, but then also Singing in the Rain kind of weaves in quite a lot, because it's talking about that transition. Well, Singing in the Rain is, you know, it's it's also set in the 1920s. Yeah, so, so there, there are a lot of references to it, is what James is saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we are dropping many references here. Um, and it's... Uh, well, we all saw it. We all saw it together. We all did it together. It's a lot. You know um, what? I love that score. Boop a doop boop boop. <laughs> you know, overlay the the Justin yeah. Hurwitz score over yeah, that. The yeah. score the score is nice. I wasn't a fan of this film, I feel. Like it was just too much. I think I respect it. It tired me. There were parts of yeah. it that I really liked. I really love the first hour. There's that section in the middle of the first hour where they're just like going through this big mansion and Margot Robbie's just being a star. Mm. Um, she's incredible. In the I, first half, I didn't first love that, the party parts. Of I, really it. Liked I thought it, it was fine. It the was making kind of, of the film stuff, yeah. I was like, but I yeah, now we're that part, that Oh part yes, was fun. It, that that whole hour between that and then the the yeah. film set really worked for me because the the first part for me was like that plus the score. I was in it. Yeah. I was like bopping oh, yeah. and booping and twerking and 
working. Yeah. Nine to five. I think there's interesting (laughs) stuff in it if you're like a a completionist or a Chazelle fan. It's quite, yeah, it's impressive on the big screen. I respect it more than I really like it. I I, think its problem is it tried to just too, it stretches itself a little bit too thinly for me. It felt like it was trying to do so much stuff that it didn't manage to do any of it completely. Damien is not a writer, I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It feels like we're, we're doing a review of it. Yeah. Um, Damien, work with work with someone else. Do that challenge. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, I felt a similar thing of wanting to, like, respecting it and wanting to really like it. And then I saw a film that really, really blew me away. And I was like, oh, no, this is just, like, a well-paid... Like, it's also a long film, big film called mm. Tar. And then I was like, oh, no, this is what loving a movie is all yeah. about. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, all the Oscars movies or potential Oscar um, hopefuls are coming out now. Um, here, yeah, in New Zealand. here yes. finally. finally. Yeah, Tar has been out. We've been waiting for like Tar for a long time. Yeah, overseas ah. territories, but I think I might see it again. Yeah. Just because we've waited for so long, and I did have a really good time with Tar. It's so urbane and textured, and like yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you. It's you need to be in a certain like mode of attentiveness oh, I think sure, to go yeah. into it because it, it's it's dense on purpose it's dense in kind of a way that is it's it feels very european to me which is you know like yeah like it, it feels like it's trying to it's trying to set up a specific type of world and part of the mm. that part of the creation of that world is this kind of leaning into this sort of npr new yorker style yeah, yeah, like yeah. urbanity yeah. sort of sophistication yeah, exactly. and, and also this kind of this way of talking about things which is very you know uh academic language yeah. and it's mm. it's it very exclusive yeah, yeah, and, yeah but i think that's and intimidating yeah. it, it's set up specifically to be that level of intimidating to sort of get into as, a, yeah. as an audience member because that's part of their world building i think Absolutely. yeah and the the tar's own world building yeah. how she's crafted her persona yeah. Yeah. yeah and i've seen some people being like ah oh, they're forgetting about it. it's, so, it's so slow mm. blah 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 but i feel like it's you doing that on purpose you cannot start without me it's yeah. there's so many iconic lines throughout yeah. yeah um i think Kate blanchard is really good in it she's really yeah. good she's really good in i it. think she's yeah she just plays the 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 line of like somebody who is believes so much in themselves and their own like yeah. you know yeah. uh, righteousness to a to a psychopathic degree i think it's just the <laughs> it's perfect really good. um marriage of like actress and role like mm. yeah. she has that quality that patrician kind of like quality mm. but that's also that also reads masculine that also reads like respected that that reads you know like it, it's her mm. like that's tar it's, and we were talking about yeah. uh, directors like writing their own work like i feel like todd field does an amazing job Ugh. of like balancing like you're you are seeing it from the point of view of lydia but it is very much like you're not asked to like kind of empathize by any degree with her choices or anything like that it is well it's a very revealing film because like some of the people do love Lydia Tarr for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. you know who watch the film but you know yeah I think it's also a funny film yeah I think it's I think it's very uh you know atmospheric and like Mm. a weird nightmare dream kind of way I was all over that it's so good um It's a symphony. The sequence with the dog. I was like, what the fuck? It was and so good. you see her lie and use her power so, like, seamlessly. It's I think like, it's so ugh. casual to her. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. doesn't see what she's doing. Yeah. Um, or it's the sort of self, like, literally self-centering thing of, like, I've centered myself as the yeah. protagonist of life. Mm. And so... <laughs> I also feel yeah. like, you know, for what it is, it's still, like, a very subtle and lived-in performance. Because yeah. sometimes when I dislike Kate Blanchett the most when she's like 
I too can command the wind. So like, she's like yeah. really punching those lines and being very over the top when it doesn't call for it. Like in, you know, very rare circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I feared that this could be one of those. Um, but no, she's incredible. She's very, you know, it's a very subtle performance despite being uh, showy. Yeah. Watching yeah. in those first few minutes, like watching like her like, little like tiny micro expressions or like little shivers because she's getting interviewed for the new yorker and deeply nervous it's like you just see how like tremendously tightly wound she is mm. that you're just like Ugh. and i felt so seen with a student who was um shaking their knee <laughs> i literally was like in the, in the cinema i did not we did not watch this with matt but i was like ah there's matt i did find it funny that they he was they were gonna cancel bark for having 20 kids so funny to me <laughs> i feel like that's one of those things where they had a better reason but that's yeah. the first one they come up with and they said they've been like fuck like, yeah. like i should yeah. i said it's so something so stupid ah that scene is is very well written because it is absolutely it's so painful oh to watch because i just i've just been in that room and it's that absolute thing of like this is the professor that thinks because they're so charismatic they can kind of get away with saying absolute bullshit in a way that everybody's on their side yeah um but you know then kids that kids that aren't able to articulate their point and so then they they Mm. like yeah make themselves look foolish yeah and it's just you're just empathizing with these people who's like (laughs) trying to do their best and getting kind of steamrolled by charisma i'm talking about people trying to do maybe uh, we'll move on to one of our another one of our pop corners oh is... i just want to say one last oh, yeah. thing no, Tara, love the costume design mm-hmm. yes like great. every outfit yeah. that tar had the general production design like oh yeah general... their apartment was so awful yeah. i did it so much but in a great way yeah. i was like this is exactly but where these people also, would live I... it's so stark it's it awful. got it got a nominations for um, cinematography and editing which like not the type of movie that we usually get but I, those but, but incredible yeah. incredible yeah, and yeah. cinematography is beautiful too yeah right yeah. James you were transitioning so. yeah talking about people trying to do their best uh, we have found a, a new community uh, oh. together who are all trying to do their best and suss out the traitors oh. we've talked um, about traitors last episode well shit but um, uh, we could, we've started on the, the, the American the version season so just a little check in that yep. we're still going yeah. on traitors and traitors I saw some, and I'm, I'm here for Alan Cumming like honestly yeah. the man serves I yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I find it entertaining because like I just like that they cast reality contestants, but they are some of them are serving TV, good TV to me. Yeah, we're, mm. we're getting a bit further in, and, and it's becoming a lot more entertaining. But currently, the UK one we enjoy more. Mm, um, yeah. Because I forgot we brought up the traders, then I will segue again with Ellen Cumming, and I saw Goldeneye today, which you've also I did. Been I, oh, I saw Goldeneye in in preparation for. You know what's about to come, mm. but yeah, what did you think of GoldenEye? GoldenEye is just so strong. What a banger! It's so good. It's, and it's so good. It's a New Zealander just like delivering. It's I mean, we, we got a New Zealander making this one, and then Martin Campbell just comes in. He made this honestly, and, and Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. We don't you. talk about him enough. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's truly a New Zealand icon. Um, yeah, it's just so much fun. Like Pierce is having just such a good time. Like he's swaggering. I. Even though Sean Bean said some very shitty stuff about intimacy coaching. Oh, I did always, not know that. He did, yeah. Um, I do always do enjoy Sean Bean in movies or have in the past. He's Boromir. Um, and he's great in this as well. <laughs> 006. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's just a very pleasing 
movie villains are good you know Senya on a top is iconic yeah though she you know kills people by strangling them with her thighs i know iconic. and it's a genuinely like sexy movie like there's there's sex scenes which are intense and mm. frightening which you don't always get in well in bonds even i, I thought it was pretty those explosive. are two good bond girls i think um yeah 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 so i had a great time and it's it's it has stuff to say like it's about stuff it's about how much should you you know serve you uh, King, uh, queen and country you know it's general bold strokes but it's still mm. a blast yeah mm-hmm. so ps first out of the gate strong nice end of the game who knows anyone else what else people have been saying yeah i saw white noise on netflix oh, yes. how was that i actually surprisingly enjoyed it at first i wasn't sure but by the end it got around to me it's ambitious and also uh it can be it's chaotic um, I think it was helped by me, you know, having read the book beforehand, and I really admire the adaptation. And I think um, Noah Baumbach's style—it's a—it's a ambitious move for him. Like he usually goes for like very small, familial, or like mm. I don't know, like it's good in the world. Yeah, it just seems like stuff, he makes yeah. small movies, but in a good way, you know, mm, like yeah. it, um, intimate and movies. Yes, yeah. and this yeah. is a really big swing, and it doesn't all work, but I feel like. I think he gets to the gist of it pretty well. It's not going to be for everyone. Um, just like the book isn't for everyone. But I think he gives it a good try. I think it's a good 3.5 stars for me if I would rate the movie. Which, which I don't. You famously which don't. I famously don't. Yeah. Um, on Letterboxd. It's, yeah. it's popping off. Yeah. It is. Um, one huge thing that you know we didn't talk about is the Oscar nominations oh, because yes. they have come out. Yeah. They are, um, yeah. Doing they this every two weeks, sometimes I forget. I know. Um, mm. What about, like, some surprises, the uh, Best Supporting Actor category, mm. um, Judd Hirsch leapfrogging over Paul Dano. Over yeah. Paul Paul. I know, Paul Paul. What's he going to do? Yeah. Little Miss Sunshine, There Will Be Blood, Love no and Mercy. No It's crazy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His day will come. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Um, and Brian Tyree Henry, surprising. Mm. Hopefully, you know, I'll see Causeway at some point. I hear the movie itself, not so strong, but he's great. Yeah, yeah, I mm. enjoy him. Um, yeah. And Best Actress, obviously, the big, yeah. the big topic. Andrea Riseborough. She pulled it I off. I feel like they can't, off. that's the whole controversy of like, did she, is she fairly got this nomination or not? Yeah. Like, I don't feel like they've, they've got a good case. No, well, I mean, like, it's, I it's done now. She, yeah. Her nomination is safe. It's being set now. Right? Yeah, but she's, they have scolded the social media. But I'm just, just like, like just don't, don't do this again. They're just doing out front what studios and like, yeah. They you know, big money players are doing, like, yeah. before, like in closed doors, yeah. you know. They it's just... a weird slap on the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what they were citing was like, you know, very direct messaging in social media. It's like, you know, this is how many votes to get to number one. Mm. You know, these people have enough votes. They're safe. Yeah. Um, so yes. give your number one vote to, to Andrea, which, mm. which worked for Andrea. Didn't quite work for other contenders I knew you know I had a feeling Viola Davis was gonna get snubbed just because of the nature of her role it's kind of like Amy Adams in Arrival where it's not like the most Hmm. baity role that Hmm. um, actors respond to but I feel like I mean I haven't seen Till but like it seems like Daniel Deadweiler kills it yeah but I don't know I didn't see it I haven't seen it yet so it's a shame yeah and that's one of the ones that the person that tweeted said was like I don't know I think I think in this case, 
because it's such a big snub, it might as well be as good in, as a nomination because I feel like it will help propel mm. her career forward, yeah. which is what a nomination kind of does yeah. anyways. Yeah. So, like, if you're just, like, you know, snubbed in, like, a low-key kind of way, like, Catriona K- Balfe was, like, snubbed last year for Judy Dench, like, another Hirsch Dano situation. Mm. But no one was really crying out loud for Catriona Balfe or whatever. So, like, I don't think it the snub really helped her. Yeah. But like a lot of people... You said Catriona uh, Balfe for Judy Dench, and I just imagined a film just called Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she honestly, plays Judy Dench. I'd go see it. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, but because of the outrage, I feel like this will help her yeah. get more, her role... Yeah, and just like how this helped Andrea Riseborough, the the mild mannered anonymous British actress, mm. yeah. like it helped me. I'm like a big film guy, and I I just you know sometimes I forget her face, and now we'll never, yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> Rise, <laughs> Andrea. Rise. <laughs> I hope she wears a revenge dress at the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> no. interesting. I hope she wears her possessor face like half melted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And in terms of the nominations, there was a whole decent kind of mm. like it was spread out a lot and then one of the big coverage is like there's a lot of first time nominees which is real 16 cool. yeah, 16 nice. i mean 17 and 18 if danielle and paul got nominated but they did not yeah. <laughs> but i mean oh it's inevitable with oscars it's i'm just happy that snubs. you know like my top three um that i was rooting for got in so like i was rooting for hong Chao to get a first nomination and anna diarmas i know that's not popular but i actually really liked her the movies whatever um and you know, I'm glad that Jamie Lee Curtis got a nomination after, like, how many years in the business. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's going to be another Oscar season. I'm glad it's not as long, even though it is still long. And have you checked out All Quiet on the Western Front yet? I have not. Oh, It looks okay. boring. Yeah. I will at some point. Which is, What's the other one? Oh, oh, what did you say? Or Exploring. He said it looks boring. Oh, it looks boring, yes. Oh, exploring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I watched the movie Exploring. It's the sequel yeah. to Searching. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen The Whale yet either, which I don't really want to. I think it's out. I'll see it at it some point. Out. I'll yeah. see it for Hong and maybe for Brendan. I don't really... I'm rooting for him as a person, but I don't... He's okay. He'll get other films, hopefully. I just want to see so, it for yeah. Hong Chao, really. I, then just, I will that nomination. I guess I'm curious f- how... But I've, I, think, I think I'll hate it, but I'm curious how it's... How we'll see. Yeah. Depicted. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I want to highlight is another one of my Christmases happened this week, which is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations. Great list. Incredible. Just look it up. Uh, any of those nominees, I would actually be uh, happy to to be part of the class. You know, Missy Elliott. Um, I didn't even know they did nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I thought they just were like, here you are. No, it's like obviously <laughs> they have a long list, and then they vote for the, no- okay. the inductees from the nominees. But you know. Um, I'll bore you another day. About <laughs> oh, so, how big's the list? Sorry, fourteen nominees. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, oh, we're not hearing all of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Garden, Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> Willie Nelson, Tribe Called Quest, Missy Elliott, who I already said, Show Crow, The White Stripes. Um, really good, really a good. A good, lot of good cool. people. Nominees. Yeah. yeah. Not a, big, not a good group. Nice. Yeah. Casey, you got anything else? Uh, I we mentioned we, a lot, we mentioned inscription on the last podcast. Oh, enjoy division new order. Actually, enjoy um... <laughs> division in new order is the one I actually really care about. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> inscription. <laughs> What's, is this Joy Division, but they've got a new person in it? Is no, so it? Joy Division, when Ian Curtis died... <laughs> they put a new person... No, one? they became New Order. Oh. New, died, yeah. so, so that's their name now, is New Order. 
New Order, they've been New Order ever since Joy Division. I don't Division know, died. I don't know anything about Joy Division. So Joy Division. Like one of their songs, and that they were the, yeah. the guy that he has a mural. Would, and also they became song. a different band, so New Order is more kind of like okay. electronic I was like, bands. you just ran it together like it was the, the single name of the band. So and I was like, I was like, like with the passion of a thousand sons being like, oh my god, I forgot to mention Joy yeah. Division New Order, and it was amazing. Well, they're gonna be like inducted together, because you might as well. They're like the same band minus one member, except they changed their sound. Most people consider them different bands, but you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. And Warren Zevon is also nominated. Anyways, inscription. I don't even know who that one is. He's a singer songwriter. Um, anyway, it's pretty good. I don't want to tell anybody anything about it because <laughs> it's like a spoiler. It's quite spoilerific. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we sort of mentioned it very briefly we because did, we had not yeah. really played it yet when we did the last recording. But uh, now James has finished it, yes, and I've I almost finished it. James went ahead. It's my birthday present, but James has gone ahead and finished the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's really strong. Uh, it's a deck building game um, that is also couched within a little bit of an escape room type game. We love. Which is is yeah. couched within like a bit of a meta mystery around the like origins of the game, where it came from, and why it was mysteriously discovered uh by whoever is playing it which is um, couched again <laughs> which is which is what we've got but um yeah it's good it's like a lot of like meta commentary on deck building games and card like mm. battle card games um in general and the kind of culture around them um and then it's also just really fun to play like the mechanics of it are really fun uh and the mechanics change constantly uh yeah depending on which sort of act of the game you are in um, but yeah, I'm I'm close to the end now. That sounds <laughs> fascinating. So I'm, I'm really actually. excited to see it. Yeah, yeah it got yeah. a couple of years ago. It came out and it got a lot of like game of the year type things yeah. in like mm. 2020. Oh, I love um, awards. And then it, uh, yeah, it, now it's come out on Switch, and so we're yeah. always like about two years behind on games because yeah. it takes that long for them to port it. Though. That's when it's um, nice and cheap. But yeah, and you're so, away from the hype. So that's and, good. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend that. Um, and then other little things, uh, I would just like to, I'll do a shout out for a, um, a quick, quick shout out that we saw at Tea with the Dames last night. Oh, it was yeah. lovely, yeah. as well. you'd expect. Mm. Um, you know, it was nice to, to, yeah, hear some, hang out with some dames, some ladies we'll gossiping about, about some stuff. One of the dames a little bit more. Um, so my other thing proper is, uh, a show that I've been participating in, Ooh. um, I will say, which is called Lennox Mutual. Um, this is a show that you can listen to anywhere around the world uh, if you would like to book a session mm. um, so it is a show for one audience member and one performer uh, and it's 20 minutes long and five US dollars per session I think you can make a donation as well um, but it's also intended for play over multiple sessions and so I'm using a whole lot of different like terms mm. here because it's kind of a very meta sort of it's an immersive show in some ways but it's also in some ways kind of a ARG type game mm. um, there's a reddit with a lot of people like sharing theories about what's happening um, but your experience is basically you set your show date mm -hmm. uh, and time and you get a phone call at that time uh, and it sounds like you're talking to an automated menu and then during your first showing at some point it becomes clear that you are not talking to an automated menu it is a person um, and we well, well, are well. in a alternate world life insurance company I think would be the easiest way to, to describe it I think um, that's the one of the only ways you can jazz up a life insurance yeah. concept <laughs> so it's uh, yeah it's basically like what if the automated menu at your place you had to call, at your bank mm. was asking you very uh private philosophical questions and playing you random music down the phone and also <laughs> uh yeah making you uh play like weird trivia games <laughs> um and yeah it's really fascinating it's really interesting yeah 
Um, Are you allowed to be revealing this? Because, like, famously with a game, you have to go into a room where no one else is in. Oh, you're just not allowed to have... Other, like, well, it's not that you're not allowed still, to, but you, you're secrets, playing it content. as a single person. Yeah. Mm. And it's not that you're not allowed to, it's that I don't want you to listen to me on the phone. Right. Because <laughs> it's really private. Yeah. It is very personal as a game. Like, it is very... A lot of it is, like, going to therapy. Uh, but oh. it's like it's quite there you go yeah. five dollars five us for therapy <laughs> what a bargain um, but it's it's really it's really fascinating and i think yeah really interestingly constructed uh, and so Candlehouse collective is the company that makes this particular show um but they also have made a few other ones they did one in october which i did not want to do because mm. it sounded really scary because it's the halloween one which uh, had great reviews it was about like what was a, it called I can't remember what it was called. I because I didn't do it. Oh, there you go. But it was about look like up, a, look it up on the website. Look up Kano Shout out! Website. You'll find it. Um, but it was basically like, yeah, there was like a boy who was getting attacked by a monster, and he, he, you're like the crisis person on the other end of the phone. Oh, you wow. have to guide him. Okay, that is. That's, you have to like guide him. This, this the monster's coming to get him. Famously, and I'm like, no, I'm like absolutely too scared for that. That sounds like that sounds like a call to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so apparently. I'm, I'm sure very good if you into horror things, but not not good for oh, me. Oh god! Uh, but this other one is not is not haunted, I guess, except by yourself. It's different ways. Haunting in your own feelings about life and death. It's more existentialist <laughs> haunting. Yeah, exactly. More existentialist. More of a slow burn. Than, than you know um, external hauntings. But yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'd really if, if you're interested in immersive theatre or in um, alternate reality games or in yeah any other sort of. I guess experiential media. Um, I would recommend that you check it out. I mean, it's it's five bucks. So what are you going to lose? Mm. Five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a priceless experience. Yeah. yeah, and you know what else is priceless? Diamonds slash they do have a they price actually on have them. A big They're just price. very expensive. That's one of the, the sort of main things about it. <laughs> and they feature heavily glittering in the faces of some of our actors in our feature presentation. Feature presentation. Mm, so they're forever. I feel like I'm the only one that hadn't seen this before. Well, well, let's not get into the film just yet because oh. listen, ladies and gentlemen, and, and non-binary folks, we have a new miniseries. Hey, and the name of that miniseries is. And the Oscar goes to. Hello. This is Lewis. Hallie. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. You looking swell. Halle Berry in Monsters Bay. I can't tell. Halle. You still glowing, you still glowing, you still going strong. This moment is so much bigger than me. Halle Berry. <laughs> Hello, Barry. <laughs> yeah, I still like Hella Halle Berry. Berry. <laughs> we we, like, we tossed we tossed around a lot of names. Very um, Berry season. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> very Merry <laughs> Christmas, Halle New Year. <laughs> That's the one that I think just. That's the unofficial one. It's the unofficial title. I feel like we're gonna have to go with that one. Well, Um, we've got a few episodes of this, so we're gonna we're gonna crystallize it the next the next time. Yeah, and we're we're doing another deep dive. Got Halle Berry season. Yes, and hopefully, depending upon the amount of work that I did just then, uh, you would have heard some of her films in the intro. You you had me at Halle. Yeah, because uh, she is a she is a star of the of. 
of the the, the, the films, a silver screen. Well, you you pitched this idea to us, James. Yeah. What what was the impetus? What was it? Because it's like I like picking people. One, we have featured Kieran Knightley and Meryl Streep, who are both. Uh, white women white women and it was weird that you know it would be nice to kind of feature yeah. a, a person of colour and then also Halle Berry's a film star who I haven't really seen many of her films she and doesn't like, really have a lot of big no. films to be honest and I feel like she is a very iconically a mixed bag kind yeah, of film person yeah. she's in a lot of like ish films and obviously <laughs> that that also obviously comes from like the the things that she's often she's often in genre yeah, films yeah. like and that that makes sense. there's a lot of mixed yeah. bag genres and you know um, f- former fe- featured formerly in in Cloud Atlas famously yes, yes, yes. so another so, another yeah, mixed that one's t- an unofficial addition yeah. to the miniseries mm. yeah. but like I always enjoy her on screen. I think she's a very warm so. presence. It, very she's, she's enjoyable. Some, she's someone who's always kind of there. Like, you know who she is. Yeah. But you might not know the films that she's starred I in. I feel like, like, to me, she's always been more of a star. Exactly. Than, mm. like, a perform. You know, I, I feel like I can't name specific Halle Berry performances that yeah. I'm like, oh, she's so great in that thing. I feel like I know her look. Like, yeah, kind exactly. Of mm. Her aca- iconic Academy Award winning uh, moment as well. Mm. Like... Um, being the first black actress to win yeah, the Oscar, yeah. but also just her crying with her Oscar and like that yeah. beautiful mm. dress and that unfortunate moment with Adrian Brody beforehand. Oh yes, yes. that was her. Uh, yeah. Not good. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that, that was, was the year after, after when oh, she was oh, presenting. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she also has the I probably knew her most as like the storm look. With of the course, white storm. Hair, yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. She got the eyes. Um, when I was a kid, she was uh, she played Sharon Stone in in the Flintstones because they couldn't uh-huh. they couldn't cast. Sharon Stone uh, and they just got Halle Berry I mean famously as good as any no, no, there's not many Catwoman like, yes and there's yeah. not many actors rocking like the short hair and apart no. from Storm yeah. you know by yeah. much she's got a very that. iconic pixie iconic yeah mm. the iconic pixie um, so welcome Halle to the hello, club hello 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 it's, it's very <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue. You should change your name. Maybe, hello, Hallie. It could be hello, Hallie. It's like Hello, Dolly with the exclamation mark. Maybe oh, that's not the Okay. We always, we always <laughs> we come get it. We, we stumble always upon get it. it a little way. In. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, hello, Hallie, um, and welcome to your first feature film it's not her first feature but it's like one of her big ones yeah. that her arrival on the scene her appearance is an iconic I think part especially of pop culture. for people who are in her age group mm. this was an iconic looking film like her coming out of the the yeah. you know which we did probably didn't know as a reference but that was very heavily featured in mm. the advertising yeah um and this film as well with the invisible car and yeah well this was a huge film yeah it's 20 years of bond right yeah so we're starting it off big for hello hallie yeah mm-hmm. and she was the one who was picked to be the the big bond girl like, yeah and this is the film that well before actually killing bond this killed bond for a while for a little bit it was yeah. dead in the water mm-hmm. um well, it took four years. It yeah. didn't actually take that long, that long, but no, but you know, it's like it, f- it felt like it, it was provoked a clear like we need a different bond. We need a different yeah, path. a different direction. Yeah. Like they We're they really like else. went yeah. left yeah. with their their direction for Bond after this. And I think you could say like most Bond films, apart from maybe a few, are probably mixed bags. Oh, absolutely. Even we'll ones talk about that it. are yeah, like we'll you hold up and go like there are some stone cold classics, but most of the Bonds are like. 
well, we'll we'll see the challenge up to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, and this is maybe one of the most mixed, I guess, in yeah. terms of the canon. So, but it's just also in terms of plot. Like, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. and like, uh, and yeah. So, James, you've been the one tasked to take on the plot. Yeah, um, I've got a little time ready for you. Okay, oh, can I check in a little bit about James Bond and and me and my history? Oh okay. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, James Bond is kind of like super obviously problematic and misogynistic and stuff it was this uh thing as a kid that we just watched like ravenously grant yeah. had them on for I mean, you have the same name so yeah exactly you're like i i, I do feel an affinity i'm like <laughs> i'm james old. yeah no. i'm james do at you... one point i was talking to the film and being like james that... get out of there and james was like oh i thought you were talking uh, to me uh. <laughs> do you have that when watching troy cast I that, I know Cassandra's no. not a big character. She's not a in Troy. Character. She's just like stop. There are, I have these dreams. I feel like there are occasional Cassandras and things, but they're almost always Cassies. Or yeah. Cassas. Mm. Yeah, it's always Cassies, fewer yeah. Cassas, more Cassies. Yeah. Cassie. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Cassie would be like, oh, that's my name, but Cassie's not my name, no, so that would you're be like so a, a not a Cassie. Person. Cassie. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and. Uh, Big, big films for me, so they are kind of like... What's your favourite? I think we can go around, I guess. Like, Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favourite Bond film growing up would probably be um, The Spy Who Loved Me. I, I actually like... That liked... is so good. I need a rewatch of that. Because yeah. um, the one I'm picking, I did a rewatch of and cemented it for me. But I need to rewatch that. Yeah. I was running through all of like who, like, which Bond is significant for me. and It's I Raj. Eat... Well... The uh, the other bonds are better, but yeah. Roger. Oh, better! I think better. Like Craig is a better actor, better performer. Sure. Like probably Casino Royale and Skyfall, are, like better films than The Spy Who Loved Me, maybe. But just something mm. about it, especially Jaws. Mm. Like, and Roger was there for so long; he did so many yeah. of them. He did really a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, and he's he's goofy. I like, yeah, I like my dance, as we'll get to yeah, in Day Another Day. Yeah. I like a bit of goofiness in my Bond. Um, and uh, Spy Who Loved Me straddles that line of kind of serious and goofy. I love... Spy Who Loved Me's theme song is my favorite Bond. Mm, nobody, nobody does, does it better. better. Oh, my God. One of the sexiest songs of all time. Yeah. I love that song so I much. Um, my favorite Bond is Goldfinger. Mm. It's just so iconic. Classic. And, like, love great Bond girls, great villain, just like a rip rollicking good time yeah um also great theme song mm. um probably my second favorite third i actually prefer diamonds are forever in the shirley bassy canon mm. um, gosh i just want to boost it out right now it's gonna blow up the mic <laughs> um my history with this film is that i remember actually watching so i rewatched all the pierce Brosnan bonds um leading up to this um, but I have very faint memories of them. Like, I know we saw them as a kid, but I have no concrete memories of them. I remember the images. This one is probably the one I have most concrete memories of. Yeah, me so too. I would probably say this is was my first Bond film that I remember. Mm. Mm. Um, but even then watching it, I there was I, half of it, I was like, oh, whoa. What's happening? What's yeah. happening? What is this? Um, Bond was like... Not as huge in my house, but we definitely did watch it. Like, mm. it's just like any kind of film series. So I don't have that much of an affinity, affinity to it, but I think I've appreciated more as as I grow older and um, have become good friends with uh, people who love Bond, mm. you know? So, and that's me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really 
grow up with Bond films. I was just thinking as James was talking through it, talking about his relationship to James Bonds. I think I've seen eight of them. Eight. That's not just bad. Counting. That's good. Just that's know, more than a lot of people. Which is more than a lot of people, but less than a film person. Oh they yeah. Were, out of twenty five, it's not too many. Hmm. Um, I think with me, it was like Pokemon. Like, gotta catch them. Like, just, oh, you, you gotta, gotta watch just them all. see them. Yeah, and like yeah. Pokemon, which James famously is insane. <laughs> Pokemon. Um, I don't know what it is, but my Digimon defensiveness flares up every time someone <laughs> says that in proximity with their childhood I don't know yeah. also my favourite Bond is Sean Connery because he is hot to me as famously, famously we have debated in this podcast yeah uh, yeah uh, so you've seen eight okay I think I've seen eight of them now including today mm-hmm. um, I feel like I don't know I mean I'm not a huge fan of them generally of maybe, those, maybe of Casino those... Royale is the best one uh, I really I like Casino Royale I think it's a good Royale. film yeah, we've covered I, a lot I like Daniel Craig I, I think like it's, it's the best of the Craig Bonds I feel like that's the first one I saw I would have seen it in the cinema yeah. and I don't think I'd seen any James Bonds before and I was like that was good and then I've seen other ones since and always been like oh okay I think it moves at a clip whereas Skyfall is really good yeah. too but it's a bit baggy it's, it's a lot of references it's interesting. to Skyfall so which like, is a lot of people going like well that's a reference to this car if you haven't seen the rest of them I'm like oh I really like Skyfall when I saw it in the cinema but before we saw No Time to Die I rewatched all the Craig Bonds mm. and mm. Casino Royale really popped to me mm. whereas yeah I felt Skyfall was baggy in some yeah, some yeah. bits I think it was very resonant and on first viewing because of the emotional core of Skyfall mm. but I think as a film Casino Royale is like really perfect for what they're achieving for that iteration of oh, Bond. so good and he's just like a he's dynamite like oh, remember so when he good. like zaps himself and he goes right back and plays cards <laughs> yeah. like yeah, also like too. he's a villain he weeps blood <laughs> like that's oh, just a yeah, thing yeah. he does so, so you're Craig Bond then so I guess for Craig Bond I don't know Ooh. I just don't really ha- I mean I just like Daniel Craig I guess three different Bonds so I'm like you know, but we're discussing not, a fourth one yeah I'm not talking attractiveness by the way no like, I know both this, of your guys are much more attractive no 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 I know no, no, we just talk about faves. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think if I've got to say favorite couple. favorite song, probably "Love and Let Die" though. Oh shit! Mm. What because, a banger! Because yeah. it's like three good songs and yeah. one. It's like we could have we could have just one song, but I'm For just gonna sure. put some more songs. Yeah, and if we're talking Paul McCartney, you really put some stank on. That. I know. He's yeah. just like because honestly, let's break it down. I must say, Paul isn't my favorite Beatle because I think he's kind of corny. But Live but actually, Le- there are a lot of there. Were, I feel like people underestimate the yeah. Paul songs but, like, yeah. but I'm just gonna like, say Live and Let Die undeniable 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 yeah. to me yeah, yeah. yeah. totally kill that also talking of Casino Royale Eva Green as Vesper like really beautiful. good really up there with the Bond really girls. good and she she pushes back on him you know mm-hmm. like that's what you want better give and take well those are our favourite Bonds and this is Bond number four yeah in case you haven't seen Die Another Day right? I have not well Here's let me Bonson. inform you you better tell me all I've about it because right I don't remember and I just finished watching <laughs> yeah, it and we'll see how we go alright three two one go James Bond surfs into North Korea there he is getting some diamonds and with some <laughs> North Korean generals and it goes bad because they discover he's a British spy and then one of them Commander Moon, um falls off a uh, cliff and seems to die. And then um, James Bond gets tortured over his, the, the musical sequence. And then he gets out and then M thinks that he has... And he grows a beard and he looks like Jesus. And Halfway. Okay, shit. And then, um, he, and then M thinks that he ratted out information. He's like, no, 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 that's not true. And then he tries and track it down and he tracks down this person and he discovers that he's got a face whitening uh, procedure, one of the henchmen. And then he goes and tracks down uh, gr- 15. Graves, um, Gustav Graves, who is this fancy uh, posh guy who has a 
an ice palace, but actually he is that North Korean moon guy and he's altered his face. And then he has a big Icarus thing and he's going to burn up and make a second sun. What? Wait, there you go. I feel like that one you got in under the wire because you just, just gave up. I on panicked. It. Halle Berry was not present in that <laughs> description. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jinx. Sorry, Jinx. Um, <sighs> but yeah, it's quite convoluted, isn't it? Yes. I mean, we will talk about the plot to <laughs> Bond, right? Talk about it. But speaking uh, of Halle Berry being present, I think it's, it's time, time to segue yes, into most visually pleasing. Hot butter. Nobody does it butter. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does it. Mm. Mary? No, no. Um, it's Hallie for me. She looks incredible. There was a moment where I considered the villain, but he got ugly to me towards the end. Oh, I think no, it's he his got job pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was the, he had like this outfit when they were fencing, and he was in this like singlet. I was like, ooh, okay. But Hallie looks. This is her iconic look. She looks glowing. Um, beautiful, Bella. Mwah. Yeah, I think she does look gorgeous. Um, uh, and uh, the she knows it and the camera knows it. And yeah, uh, she's photographed very well and great outfits. I think, yeah, Toby Stevens is the, the villain, I think. Strapping young lad doing some fencing. Where are you, Toby Stevens? Where's Where he? in the world? Honestly, like, maybe he was just like, I'm hanging up my acting coat and I'm <sighs> going to be with my family. <laughs> I don't know, but he's, he's fun in this. There you go. Um, uh, I and I a person that I usually find. Well, sorry, one last thing, or maybe you're going to no, jump you on go. It. No, you, you finish it off. Rosamund Pike is is an, a, a gorgeous woman. We gorgeous. talked about her. And she she thinks a lot. She's she a, talks a lot. What's I, I care a lot. I, <laughs> I mean, she does think she and does talk, think a lot. talk a lot. That yeah, and she's a beautiful woman, but she's just so baby faced in this film that yeah. it's kind of unnerving. Well, um, we'll talk about her in a bit. Yeah, she's um, training too. Um, yeah, and she has iconic looks. We'll talk about that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like for me, I feel like Rosamond is is very. I think she is good looking in this. She I, is I, I, I don't think I was as unnerved by her baby. No, I, I wasn't unnerved. I think I was. I was unnerved by the fact that I look at her as this icy patrician, like mm. always thirty five year old looking sure, woman. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, oh, she's and young, I was like, yeah. oh, she's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's playing the same kind of essence of the character she always she's plays, very much but like, she's, she's baby face. She's still wearing a fur coat with sunglasses. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. always her. That's always her thing. But, but I was yeah, the more it nerved me that I was like, oh, you just look like you're playing dress up a little bit. But yeah, I, you, she. Well, we'll talk about her. Yeah, yeah, I feel like she also has some, some good looks. So I don't want to just like. No, of course like, not. But you know, yeah. there were a couple of times where we were like, oh, nice for some fur things. I do think mm. Hallie is like. There's a reason this is such an iconic. I th- yeah, I think so. Her, and I, it's probably not the performance necessarily. Or I think the role, really even. Or the yeah. role. I or think the size it, it is really like the look and like because she is. It's yeah. iconic. It's like the marketing really like, did a number. You've got the orange yeah. bikini, obviously. That's like a, yeah. a big one. But I think like also her like sort of leather suit when she's trying to break into the base. Very mm. good. That kind of outfit situation when she's in the singlet in the army, like fatigue. Yeah, yeah. She's got good. this uh, pink diamond kind of dress that's kind of hated that dress okay uh, <laughs> but it was very of its time yes it's one of the things i look at and i'm like oh man i could just imagine wearing like you know well, a, yeah, the, let, the two dollar shop version of this at the school disco let's, in 2002. let's do a bit of grounding on that as we kind of talk about maybe the film and stuff at the bottom. Yeah. it's like so this is made in 2002 yeah mm. it's also made by a new zealander lee tamahori yeah. yes uh and uh, made yeah. once were warriors. Once were warriors, yeah. a huge New Zealand icon that I think was unfairly kind of 
Yeah. Uh, there's a scandal around kind of, it, which yeah. kind of sucks yeah. in terms of in how terms he of was like treated. Other people's sex scandals being much more yeah. like yeah. Da- should be more have more be yeah. more damaging. Yeah. So yeah. I'd love to see more more of Lee. Although, Time for Lee come back. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, did it, this happen before? I think it, this did happen before. I think it was right? just before. Yeah. I feel like okay. yeah. Um, yeah, and this was uh, Bond Twenty. Yes, the first of the new millennium. Yeah. Yes, a um, lot of a lot of acknowledgement of it being Bond Twenty in this yes, one. <laughs> yes, we'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah, um, I guess this probably filmed in two thousand one, so probably the the you know Twin Towers did not affect it. Yes, right. right. I don't I'm think assuming, there's any yeah. reluctance to blow up buildings. In yeah, this. but because there was some military stuff in here, but mm. not not direct. Yeah. Connect, connected yeah, I mean, to some that. people change stuff in post, but I mean, they. Didn't I don't really think there's do anything that's exactly no. enough, you know. Like. It's not the Lilo and Stitch sequence where they had to change that. Whole yeah, plot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. What do we like about it? So, yeah, we'll talk about the the bondles. The bond. <laughs> what? The bondles. Oh my god. The <laughs> um. What's the the bondanas um i want to go going back to bottles <laughs> yes i thought toby stevens was good um i think he was, yeah. was a good villain he's um, a good sniveling villain yeah in like kind yeah. of very british way in a which very is like, british way. like draco malfoy it's like the sense yeah. of that he's this guy who's pretending to be super british which so is funny he's sense. not he's a nice character he's also not character. supposed to be british i don't know it doesn't, it's kind of <laughs> we'll talk about that it. they went with <laughs> But, but I feel like he's, he's really given it. Um, and you can really sense his kind of like oh, frustration and things like that. And then there's like the moment when he has to kill his father at the end. Pathos. Like some pathos going in there. I was yeah. like, oh, he's actually like working. Yeah, he's I'm, a I will Google Toby and see what he's he's yeah. up to. Um, you guys keep talking. Because like he hasn't appeared in much. So like Orlando. That's his probably. most famous thing. Yeah. Interesting. J- yeah. Jane Eyre, but not even the the film version. Like. Television show Black Sales, Lost in Space. He does he does some Bollywood films, I think. Mangal Pandey, The Rising. Ah. And I guess like his role is based on we would think of Richard Branson, right? Yes, Um, vaguely, but um, his persona is based on that. Yeah, I look at his filmography. This is the only thing apart from Orlando, which he probably played a small role in. Yeah, yeah. Um, in his early days, but Mm. good for him. Good, yeah. yeah. Check the wiki. Pulled it out. Yeah, Um, Yeah. but yeah, it's kind of weirdly this kind of billionaires who are who want to do whatever they want to do and to with space mm. is um even more relevant uh, robbed of a good career yeah. i reckon yeah but i mean it, it's the elon musk kind of comparison was, yeah yeah, yeah. it's was, something um, that feels more like a the, this year's bond villain yeah yeah yeah, than, yeah. yeah. just call he, it spacex i think he was overshadowed by another toby this year who broke out who else who, who was oh. spider-man oh uh, Released in two thousand two. Released in two thousand two. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's really strong. I really like him. I actually, despite her age, really dug Rosamund. What? What? She's she's very in the moment. She's exact. She's committed. Wow. She's yeah, really she, giving her. When she turns well, bad, this could be because she was kind of giving me like w- wet ice princess. Yeah, well, she I kinda, was bored. Yeah, but um, then it's like, oh, it's all a. Well, her name is Miranda Frost. Mm. You know, the, it's it's in the devil's in the name and the details. Yeah. And her scene where she turns, it was yeah. good scene. Her was good. stare, yeah. she was giving. Yeah. yeah. She was serving. 
you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, and that visage was... Yeah, and you know, she mm. had she had her gun trained on Bond, right? And then Bond goes to the ground, and he turns his little mm. ring, and he destroys that glass on the ground. I love a fucking glass falling out uh, underneath so you and people falling. In terms of the, the gadgets in this Rules. one, what do we think? So oh, by the way, this is just one last glass. thing about oh, yeah. Rosamund. Yeah. When she was fighting, yeah. she was... Her she face, full she was energy, punching, she was yeah. like... Yeah. I love that, and, and I love I love when a, a, like in a girl fight, the women are not afraid to be ugly in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Like and yeah. I just want to highlight nice. that in comparison, with like the the last Bond film that I saw, which was The World Is Not Enough, Denise Richards not giving it at all, <laughs> very miscast, very not suited for the role, no gravitas whatsoever. And Rosamund is twenty two, and like she's not doesn't look it like like we see her now. But like if that's the first time I saw her, you'd be like, who is? I'd this? be like, whoa, yeah. She makes yeah. an impression, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I like her, her death sequence as well. Like, she... Uh, she gets stabbed <laughs> through the heart through the book of The Art, the Art, Art of War. War. Um, which is a silly little And that look The Art of War is also definitely not Korean. <laughs> that, that look that she had, impractical. But fun. But really but hot on her. Yeah. She my, had, like, half a shoulder. My, it was like a, it's like a, yeah, like a crop top or, like, a... a bra situation that we had like a half shoulder and some slits at the back and it's never established why she's wearing this it's just it's cool. it's one of those asymmetrical but. designs of the 2000s that everyone thought was edgy probably oh, and yeah. it's the, like the, the one arm sure people, like people still want to do the one shoulder i really like this particular look because it made her look young and her age and youthful mm. because i do like her more regal kind of patrician looks um but Sometimes they aged her, like, way older than she's meant to be. Yeah. And sometimes her makeup was just flat out bad. Mm. Like, I know this is not the, like, now we lived in a, in a world where makeup is, like, very refined. So. Yeah, we got an award for um, that shot of uh, most rancid butter. What is that? Um, burnt butter. Burnt butter. Burnt butter. Um, just for that makeup on The eyeshadow yeah. on her for that it's specific... Very- yeah, Shot. not to Rosamund if, if you watch the film, you'll, you, know. you'll know what it is. Yeah. Um, but gadgets. Uh, so, I was saying, so we've got the ring that destroys the glass. Of course. Cool. That's pretty good. We have the... The VR. The VR. The VR machine, which, which is not used for, It's like a side gadget, it's really? It's a side gadget that's not well, used in the mission. Well, what was, do we think about the VR? Because you guys were amazed. <laughs> because you forgot well, it's, about the VR and Money Penny... So we first get it, um, James is like in the oven and Money Penny has been shot. Well, it's it's a journey, right? Because yeah. like it plays out like yeah. you don't know that it's VR. So yeah. you just think so it's just a scene and coming like through. they've been like ambushed by like enemy spies. Yeah. And you see that Miss Money Penny has been shot in the head. And then, then James Bond is like, hmm. <laughs> no me, response. Me and Cass were, we like, were like, whoa. That's so rude. Not even like a gasp. Like... Have some respect. Like that like, stiff upper lip, li- upper lip was way too stiff for that scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we we should have realized that was, <laughs> it, was it was a sign of respect. Yeah. It was VR. Um, and I was like, we're like, oh, makes sense, whatever. And you know, you know, if you see a a, uh, a gadget in the film, usually it will impact the mission, like yes. Chekhov's gadget. But uh, this not the, this one. Well, this one, I this guess one. it was just well, his was training room. Like, I it guess wasn't so. Actually... It was set up and it was paid off in the weirdest yeah. way possible. James, yes. tell us. So, the relationship between James Bond and Money Penny has been a will they, won't they for the very and start. The thing the about them season. is they never will. They that's, never yeah. that's the great part yeah. of the relationship. Yeah. And so, one thing that this film does, which is very referential, which we'll get to in a bit, it's all paying off stuff, is like they finally do it they finally kiss but 
They don't actually because it's Money Penny in VR imagining kissing James and sleeping with and sleeping assuming. with him. Yeah, they're knocking the desk out of the way and presumably they're getting to the to the next step soon. Yeah, and how this works in VR? What and consent <laughs> well, around your coworkers? But and, like, but to think about, but knowing how VR works, I'm like. James had to come and film this. He had to come do the mocap. No, I'm what? assuming, like, I don't think it's like our world VR. It's like, I, no, I just magic. assumed she was thinking it's it. VR. It's magic like, VR. It's like your imagination visualized, which, okay. But that's entirely different from how it's used in the previous I think scene. it's so Where funny it's to me because I think yeah. we, all three of us have three different gripes about the scene. Yes. You have gripes about the logic of it you have gripes about the consent which yeah. is i also yucky. have gripes about. oh same yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my biggest gripe is that like if this was a real scene this was not seated in the movie no, they had no they interactions no in the movie so like when we see the scene james bond has just come back from the Landing big fight big or whatever and most of his screen time jinx. was with miranda or jinx and yeah. then we have this really tender sensual scene between the two of them and i'm like what the f- what? I mean, I guess it's relying upon the long-running history. Yeah, but, you know, Money Penny could have had a couple of scenes. Yeah, put some in there. Yeah, instead of just being like, I'm dead in a simulation. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And that's the last we saw of this Money Penny, right? Yeah. Does she, she doesn't no, appear. No, I mean, like Craig next it's Naomi Harris. So yeah. like, and she doesn't come in until Skyfall, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Also Biff on Money Penny's, like, haircut. The yeah, 90s, the 2000s, not a good pixie one. cut. Not for everyone, well, as we would well, say. Well, as you can see, it works well yeah, on Hallie. It exactly. doesn't really work yeah, on Yeah, and watching uh, Goldeneye um, earlier today... Uh, oh, both of the ladies. Yeah. Xenia, Femke Janssen, and whoever played the main Bond girl, they looked really yeah, beautiful so and sexy can, yeah. and sensual but, in, a, um, in the like 90s way. Yeah. herself has, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, she looked good. Yeah, mm. anyway. Um, um, uh, we haven't talked about the best gadget. The of course, car that goes the the iconic, <laughs> the iconic. I don't know if these are full-on bottles. We just no, but we're like about we're just stuff. talking about the film. We I know. The- see, like here in my mini Bond season, I judge the film based on how cool the gadgets are. Yeah, and yeah. that's like one of the big draws of Bond. And this, as impractical as it is, is a cool gadget. It's a cool gadget, but yeah. this film does not know. They no, clearly like- thought of an invisible car, and then they just realized there's no use for it. <laughs> In the world that they've got. In a cool way. Like, because it's, it's not it's not a trans like it's not a you can you can still hit the car like yeah. it's it's just yeah. invisible you can't see it but it's still physically there well i guess what um, what's most impressive to me is that like when you're inside it's like an invisibility cloak so when you're mm. inside the car yeah. you yourself are invisible but you yeah. have to be in spaces big enough to hold a car <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't really follow people around unless it's like on the road <laughs> and we're, we're so- in an ice castle in iceland and you just get ridiculous And people scenes. could just run into you. It's quite yeah. dangerous. Or you could bump into the car without knowing it. Oh, yeah, you, you, you could easily lose that car. But it, yeah. we just get, like, <laughs> dumb scenes where James is driving the car maybe, like, 200 meters. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. and then after a while, the, the, the cameras that make it invisible get destroyed or damaged. Yeah, but then they fix so just for the final, the final gambit. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, cool I, things I liked. Oh, sorry, did you have a... Oh, just around the gadgets. Like, how the gadgets are presented is... Is a, a bo- banana for me. Banana, um, bad. Oh yes, a bad banana, banana, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, oh, Llewellyn John Davis Cleese. is yes. uh, the previous Q, and then in the world is not enough. 
John Cleese gets introduced as R, and now suddenly he's Q. And I think that there was being like, maybe the mantle has been passed. Well, they were very prescient in not inviting him in the new Bond. Yes, because Um, I think it's just like trying to do the exact same thing with a comedian that I used to love. Even as a kid, I was like, I'm not sure about this. He's a bad man. (laughs) I mean, not... Besides the man himself, and yes, that just this performance. No, that's you're just like, you like I don't know. You can't do the same thing. You got to do something very it, different. It doesn't like fit, and it doesn't pop. It doesn't do anything. Right. No. I'll tell you what did pop though. His legs as he walked around that invisible car. <laughs> <laughs> they did a merit thing. There's oh. so many like tiny little, very very minor shots that are just fucking batshit <laughs> in this movie cool about this movie is production design. Production <laughs> design. Well, I was about to talk about something which is called production design and yes. that is the ice castle. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like that's what that's probably the main production Honestly. design feat. Yeah. And so, like we see the outside of it looks like the which Sydney of you was Opera like House? it's Sydney Opera House but ice. Somebody yeah. said one yeah. of said that. Uh, James yeah. did, yeah. yeah. It looked wicked. And it's what cool. are you going to do with ice? You're going to melt that motherfucker. I just remembered that they said he's from Iceland but Iceland's the green one in Greenland, yeah. so this yep. should but, be Greenland. Also, anyway, I think it is a misnomer because there is ice in Iceland. There I like people love Iceland. saying, you know, people love saying that you know Greenland is the one with ice and Iceland is the one with green. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> in general Iceland is like not. It's like Scotland. Levels. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it still has ice in it. Um, I also just love you know like ice in itself is like that's a cool concept when you think ice palace. I rules really cool, Very cool. and yeah. the things that they do inside the ice palace is really cool. I wanted more. Move over frozen. I wanted more you could have I know, got to the ice palace earlier, but I, I wanted more gaudy kind of like I wanted a sphinx made of ice I wanted like we did, so have, we some did have we had a swan bed we did have a swan bed very good mm. yeah mm. but um, for what it was mwah, yeah. so good geodesic dome inside the ice yeah. palace you know what which I had wanted? a whole like f- f- sort of forest inside you know what I wanted you know how so this evokes titanic vibes right yes it does so you know how bit. so the Icarus thing which is a second son, which I recap Wait, very, we'll very come briefly. Come back in bond, bond um, The big baddie has created a second son, wild, and then it can concentrate really strongly so that it can just burn up shit, right? And he burns it on the ice palace for some fucking reason. Yeah. And what I wanted, though, you know, in Titanic... There's there's people being like whoa, 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 we can't we can't we're drowning yeah they're like bobbing their heads yeah but then there's also the shots of like the tea rooms and stuff is falling yeah. over. Yeah. Stuff is fucking melting. Well, you know, I... we should have seen, because there's, there's an ice bar, Not... and we should have seen that, all the drinks and all the oh, yeah, melting like, and stuff. I was going to say, we needed to see the moment where the ice palace collapses. Yeah. I, I wanted that we as did. well. Not just the ice palace. See? No, but, no, 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 sorry, we did need that. But yeah. I also yeah. wanted specific, like, um, statues and, like, columns, like, yeah. frac- the fractals, no, like, like, kind like of that break. Like, that like, melting. But even break is, like... his face, like, melting. Yeah. But this is the thing, it's Hubris. They have this thing where they're, they're <laughs> melting an ice palace, but the way they they show melting ice palace it's is from just the bottom like up, yeah? you're inside a room and there's water pouring in from the roof. And it's, I'm like, this looks like no. we're, we're flooding in a rainstorm. But it this also doesn't still ice but melting. The, the way the water droops and like falls, it looks cheap because it feels it like just individual. Such a, it's such a there's like it's such individual a hoses or whatever. Yeah. Because they're trying to drive cars through it. Yeah. Yes. I also love the subway abandoned sequence. The subway scene, very good. Yeah. Very good. Nice very sort of M intimate. And, M and Bond yeah. have a nice yeah. meeting there. Back to the ice palace, sorry. If go you, ahead, go ahead. Because if you're in cars, yeah. the ground is to say solid, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're running around, slippery. All rules are 
Oh off. no, all bets are off. Because if you're stepping and stuff and it's breaking and you're falling and stuff, way more cooler. Can you imagine like this claustrophobic? Think like Inception, where Joe Gordon Levitt is walking down that hallway, yeah. but it's fucking ice. Yeah, and I love it's like we had two different ideas. We had Invisible Car, we had Ice Palace, and they tried to fuse them, but, but those then, are not good fusible. The ideas. visuals on those though, like if mm. you just saw a stone, like I want to go there. Oh <laughs> it yeah, looks good. Of course, like it, it's good. But it could have been better. Oh, mm. One thing I liked about the Ice Palace that wasn't the Ice Palace was like the um, so they've got the the DNA uh, switcher, but they had a mask version of that in oh, the yeah. palace, yeah. which looked really cool. The wires looked like here. Yeah. It was incredible. It was Some sort cool. of like K beauty like infrared yeah. treatment, but mm. with that. And speaking of that, like I think back to the original like DNA switcher, whatever it is, but. When we changed from the Cuban hospital to like the underground, like futuristic one, we both let out a gasp. Yes, we went, yes. Ooh. Like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Cuba, so. which wasn't really mentioned in the recap, but yeah, yeah they went to Cuba <laughs> after between North Korea and Iceland. He yeah. goes to. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, the mirror is was um, so good. That was very good. But yeah, um, I feel like we should discuss. I mean, we're sort of just discussing things in all orders, not pros and cons yeah. at this point. Yeah, well, but the, the the DNA switcher machine. Mm, mm. Yeah. So this the the premise of this is classic bond. It simply removes science. It simply <laughs> removes the DNA from your bone marrows and replaces it with the DNA of orphans, orphans and people who we can just find on the street. No one will miss <laughs> yeah. a mixture of them, and it puts that DNA in, and then it sort of wiggles you in this, yeah. this laser, well, no, this face scanner. So this is some like and creepy it doctor dude. Explaining this. Yeah. Jinx kills him right away. Yeah. Do they just have a, a whole they know backlog the technology? of orphan yeah. DNA or whatever? <laughs> I don't think you should think that high. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's already mid-procedure. We don't know if anybody's yeah. got, like, anybody yeah. else new got Also, I feel like this is that. very, very exclusive procedure. So, yeah. like, mm. not, not many everyone. People. You've got to get the secret yeah, door. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, basically, it's making you basically they it's want to magic. do a, a reason to show this guy looks like entirely different guy mm. of a completely different well the big twist right the big twist at the yeah, end is that Gustav is actually is the, the, Commander the Moon Icelandic British guy is the North Korean guy Com- Commander Moon we saw Captain Moon or whatever yeah. that we saw the, the, at the beginning the General's son yeah mm. um, and yeah that he's... and he's managed to make himself extremely rich and yes and Notre- we are given covers. specifically 14 months as the 16, time. 16, I think. I 16. It was, yeah. 14 to 16. Oh, maybe it was 14 he was in prison and then like maybe, two months yeah. later or whatever. Right. But a 16-month period in which this guy, he fell off, a, went through a temple and landed in the river. We thought he was he thought dead. thought he was dead. Like full-on like falls. Then he somehow survived that, got Water to Havana, falls. got the special DNA switcheroo. Which we don't know how long it takes, Don't know by how the long way. it takes, but you definitely are lying there as it goes, wah, wah, wah. It's a process. And imagine, we only see one half Imagine it's a couple a couple hours. Yeah. Like, imagine it's like sure. a really fast DNA yeah. magic. Then you're ground zero. Nobody ground knows. Ground zero. You're, you know, you're, this is maybe a month has passed. So we've got yeah. 15 months. Nobody <laughs> okay. knows who this guy is. What happens in that time is you supposedly... you got 15 months to become Richard Branson. He discovers a mine... And then he uses it, but he hasn't really discovered the mine. He's founded a place to launder <laughs> blood diamonds from Africa 
to yeah. and pretend he's mining them in Iceland mm. and then he's building a giant sun machine uh, and becoming a notorious like uh, you know uh, playboy playboy wants to be an Olympic fencer but um, he does all of this in 14 months exactly so this he establishes what? himself he's yeah. a global brand when like Richard Branson famously he doesn't sleep which is brought up a couple times That's he's Icelandic he's but sounds British he's getting a knighthood <laughs> Yeah, he's so moved I to think, England. Have you like this North Korean but, dude? Okay, he, like speaks with an American accent. But also, I'm just um, like, had can, to learn an, uh, Can you even be a naturalized citizen? I don't think you can even literally become a citizen of of of, of, the, of the Commonwealth. Like you know, you don't, you can't even become. Oh, oh yeah, Fiora, how do you become a sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's and obviously he, he chose, timeline is so he, stupid. Also, he chose the name Gustav Graves. So he can have the GG initials to make a diamond, like a, like a diamond shape uh, for his logo. Cool. Yeah. So he's world famous now, but now I guess. Like, but 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 hold on. So, <laughs> so he had this mine situation. Yeah. He has this plan with the mine, and that's where he's getting the conflict diamonds. He's laundering them through his mine. Is this when he was? But they, in North Korea, because they did have diamonds there. But they already had diamonds there. Yeah. Oh God. So. So these like engraved these all with good stuff, Graves. So yeah, I guess he just those are the diamonds. But I thought Bond blew them up with C four. I thought he did too, and because the henchman has diamonds I, in his yeah, face. So like the they just they got yeah. So uh, one of the things that happens is Bond blows up the diamonds initially yeah. in the first set yeah. piece, and then yeah, the diamonds like and you know like. They get stuck in in, Zao. in Zhao's face, who's yeah. the henchman. But he, who he looks must like have Mr. Had so many diamonds. I in guess order so. To see. Yeah, it's a look. The thing is, with every uh, Bond film, and we're like, this is not a great thing. I don't know. Like, I don't like this about Bond that I can't follow the plot. I have no idea what's really. Happening. It's sometimes it depends by film because sometimes the yeah. character work is so good, you're so invested in the characters that you're like, great. I just want to see you do this thing. Otherwise, sometimes when you think about it, like this is one of the more convoluted plots. I had no idea. A I level think... of complexity is, I guess, part of it. You want yeah. that sort of like, well, but it turns out this person was doing this thing. It's yeah. part and parcel of a Bond film where you're basically just like, when's the next set piece? Oh, here it is. Yeah. Okay, and mm. now they're talking some shit. Like... Well, that's that's the thing. And like, Wikipedia is your friend. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's like your mileage may vary on the plottiness of, of Bond like it doesn't really need to be that complicated yeah I think we just want some spy shit I think this one it's complicated but also Incoherent. falls over with like well, the slightest like uh, breath of air yeah it also kind of doubles back down to me to being funny like yeah. it's so ridiculous yeah. like and that's one of the good things about this iteration of Bond like the Pierce Brosnan ones is like they're really goofy. Yeah. They are so goofy. Like, I told you about GoldenEye and the lady who, like, crushes people with her thighs. Like, mm. yeah. um, things like that. And like, weirdly, I, I, th- like... I think we thought it was serious at the time. And I don't well, know. I don't know. Like, this was... Day, well, like, this was very unserious. And that's why it killed... the it. Or killed, quote-unquote, yeah. the franchise. Yeah. And they, they went a hard left turn and made Bond so dour and serious. Which works in a couple of films, but... In the really bad Craig films, so bad. Yeah. Like, it's so serious and it doesn't take itself very yeah. I, I like, mean, lightly. I think that's what was interesting about doing this episode was like, let's take it away from like all of that high pressure criticism and it's like, how does it stand up in the light of day? And I think largely the goofiness. I like works the goofiness. I think the tonally, the goofiness yeah. is fine. Yeah. I think it's purely just like, I'm looking at it logically, do, making yeah, like there were exactly. so many choices oh, made. Yeah. 
where that's just a, a, a dumb plot they've put in there for no yeah. reason. So dumb. And that, that takes me away from it. But I feel like loving, I, I like the goofiness of the things, like the giant sun ray and the ice palace and yeah. that stuff. That's yeah. the goofiness. And that and, we can keep. And a, I mean, it was criticized for the villain. I really like this villain. Like, I like this villain yeah. as well. Yeah, even the DNA changer machine is like that, Well, that concept to me is so... Yeah, stupid bond science. It's that I'm like, of as like, course. The, it's fucking No Time to Die where it's like, oh, he's got the special poison, which if he ever touches this yeah. one person he loves again, oh, she'll I die. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of set pieces, though, that is one thing I really... As, 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 as well as the um, gadgets... I really judge a Bond film based on the, how thrilling the set pieces are. Yeah, mm. and I think it's a mix. Some bad good ones. Yeah, there's, there's some good. Some. I bad. think the North Korean stuff at the start is pretty good. There's a minefield, and then there's well, they have hovercrafts. They have hovercrafts. They have hovercrafts. I don't love the design of the hovercrafts because they did do the most like <laughs> they did army, very low, like, like, realistic. Yeah, they're like two centimeters off the ground because there hovercrafts. are hovercrafts are real. If you yeah. weren't, but I'm it. like, I wish we'd just done bigger hovercrafts. Yeah, well, I don't know off, if you up, can up off the spill your load. That early though. I don't if you know, go too so. sci-fi, I don't know. I mean, just make them look like they're hovering. Yeah, they, I see some Because if you didn't, just be if, like, you, oh, if you just... didn't listen to the dialogue, and I wouldn't like blame you for not listening. Yeah. Um, it just looked like they were like rolling on the ground, like yeah. a tank's would do. But they had do. a big like yeah. skirt on. It needed like you know like a bit more height to it to mm-hmm. read as hovercrafts to me. Um, we we get you know pre transformation Captain Moon where his hat doesn't quite fit. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, um, I thought this was fun. This was thrilling. We saw Bond surfing, which was cool to open up the, the Bond top. surfing. The He's very yeah. good at the surfing. And, uh, and it's good we, we're learning that about Bond so we can mm-hmm. store that away for later yeah. yeah I think the set pieces where it really falls down is oh, the CGI I, I just yeah. for this one yeah I just oh, yeah. Not, not, oh, not in that sense um, in like the other the second yeah. Yeah. oh yeah we'll talk about that yeah. what I liked about this one was that they ended on a corny joke that worked for me yes <laughs> where like you, know, oh, yes. you know how oh, captain yeah, yeah. moon was um they went right through the temple they hit a big bell bond is hanging waterfalls. on the bell pole well we were like how did bond survive because the the mm. thing the, the hovercraft just like rolled off Rolls on off. the cliff and then he hangs by the bell mm. and he's like saved by the bell and we're all like hey yeah. i mean we, the zingers when they're good they work and then we get sexy bond after yes which you we know. do well we get like a very weird opening credits which well, well, well talk, i was we'll, going to talk the visuals but yeah we'll, t- we'll talk about the we'll talk about credits. that with a song i think yeah um but um, why hold on why are we putting that to the side let's talk about the song and the opening credits okay like, okay all right <laughs> let's do it um what Madonna. do we think i love the song i think this song is high camp and i enjoy it for this Same. reason yeah i don't think it's like a good song but I think that's fine. Like, I think it's, a good song it's, I think is it's so subjective. Its like I think it's a new I think one. it's musically very boring and badly text set. The lyrics make no sense. But but it's uh, fun. It just it's a fun song. So much fun to me. Like I am sick of these dour, especially the Sam Smith one. I'm so bored of these dour Bond songs. Like Adele did a great job with Skyfall. I actually quite like No Time to Die, but. Oh god, they're think, all the same. I think this one is proudly 2002. Well, that's yeah, like, but it's also just so, so different from the other Bonds. It's like the most up-tempo mm, Bond true, song. True. It's very like techno. Mm. It's the lyrics are inane, but it's a bop. It's an earworm. Yeah, 
and it fits the I, ridiculousness of the film. Yeah, I think the chorus is definitely stuck in my head. If you told me any other lines, but, I'm like, well, that was that was the most like one of the more iconic things for me as a as a kid. I just really love the song. Yeah, yeah. Die Another Day, one of the best Bond themes, and like getting Madonna is great but you know not so great later on when she makes a cameo appearance yeah. Yeah. with um, her faux british accent in her, her, british her, era. her little attempt at doing <laughs> yeah. a british accent just a couple of words yeah. thrown in there but also she's british. such a big star that it was kind of distracting to me yeah. that she was on in the scene she, yeah. she was in black it. as well and everyone yeah. was white yeah if she smashed it then i bet she wanted rosamund pike's role Maybe. Because there's nothing in there that says that that she character probably, has to be 22. Yeah. You know, like, she could be older. But she probably... And they were probably like... Signed ah! off on the song in exchange for a role. Being in it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, that made um, the right decision. I, I like the um, opening Bond crawl, except for yeah. the waterboarding, which is weird. Yeah. I like half of it. But no, I like the scorpion motif. That was very yeah. cool. Scorpion, and then there's fire ladies, and yeah. it's, like, hot and cold. There's ice ladies, fire ladies. Katie before oh. Perry before Katy Perry was Katy Perry. Yeah, um, and then we're treated to yeah Bond after after imprisonment where he's got a good look. Yeah, he's um, got like Jesus yeah, length hair. Yeah, in, this um, is well, this color, looks like he's in the Bee Gees. The he's funny got, like, thing is, know. we were clowning Piers Brosnan because he looked Look old. old. Well, he and looked, he looks old throughout the film, yeah. and he acts kind of like his body language is kind of old. Like he's he, kind of lumbering, you know. Well, yeah. he let's put it this way: he acts more sprightly in Mamma Mia. Like he yeah. looked younger, had a younger, more, more younger essence in yeah. that. film film than he did here. Mamma Mia. Although, in his well, opinion, maybe he, I think, was probably not Asley's, you know, his, yeah. SOS was really hard for him. <laughs> but, <laughs> when he, you're gone! He was, like, in his suave Bond do, he was very lumbering, and then he gets this makeover in <laughs> isolation, <laughs> his, his, like, Jesus he length hair, and, yeah. and I was like, for the first You're time like, oh, just drop five years off right yeah. <laughs> for the first time I was like oh Pierce okay because he never you. really did it for me yeah. mm. but I had, get it the, intellectually yeah, yeah. but you know but he had the cut shirt and stuff yeah. and I mean Pierce does it for me in like Goldeneye like his first Bond mm. like, yeah yep. he was cute there yeah. Um, but yeah he just had a different quality here and they spend a lot of time with it like he is in his hospital gown and then gets well like not just a gown sorry it's like pajamas and then he dives into the water and then walks into mm. this very ha- fancy hotel in hong kong like acting like the bee's knees and that's honestly it was, was swag i don't know yeah. it was cool and, uh, there was like something electric about her his um conversation that first conversation with him i was like this tension Oh, yeah. yeah, I love it with the COVID like the COVID glass, the glass, the screen between them. Yeah, yeah. I wish Bond just had that fucking ring all the time so we could. I like, know, psh, psh, smashing glass. This is what right I want. Center. I want Bond to reuse um, iconic gadgets. Yeah. They have yeah. a little gag where they say, "This is your twentieth watch." <laughs> yeah, that's your twentieth. Yeah, every time. Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. They let's do a bunch it. of references throughout. So uh, I'm gonna try and see if we can get. So we obviously have the coming out of the water, the Doctor No reference, mm-hmm. which is how the first. We've got. Uh, at one point, Jinx is yeah. tied up and attacked by a laser, which is also... Attacked by a laser, gold, Goldfinger. Um, we get the uh, uh, fucking Union Jack on a parachute, which yeah. is Spy Who Loved Me. There was the plane, and they got like sucked out of the plane. Yeah. Got Goldfinger, Goldfinger as well. We saw the boot, uh, the shoe from, um, from, Russia, oh, yeah. from Russia with Love. Yeah. Um, there was a crocodile or alligator in the background, which could be a reference to... Um, Live and Let Die, oh, yeah. where he like, jumps on alligators. Oh, yes. Um... Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a couple more that I'm forgetting. Oh, but sure. Yeah. There's there's a lot. Um, 
it kind of warmed on me. I don't know. When people were flying out the, the window, I, I was think, like, I don't think okay. they were that distracting to me. Like, I think it was more distracting that we knew it. Like, I think we the pointed one, out. the like, oh, it's your 20th watch. That was a bit yeah. too much for me. But, but the little like. Because the other ones, they didn't really affect. So right. They yeah. weren't like, ooh, look at this. I mean, yes. Yeah, but yeah. like, if I was a first time watcher, I don't think I would have noticed. And mm, it no. didn't affect the plot that much. Yeah. Um, what did kind of bother me was the over um, selling of the sexual dialogue. Uh, <laughs> all of the double entendres in this film. Are I think clunkers. they ratcheted well, yeah. up. Let's get to is this. It's mainly Hallie, right? It's Hall- Hallie all of his and exchanges with. Yeah. Like, they've got no sexual chemistry. So hello, absolutely none. Hello, Hallie. It's your segment. Hello, Hallie. Hello, Hallie. Yeah. Um, yeah. She. She's very cool. She, uh, she's cool as an individual character but as a pairing but a cool with Bond, part of like, it's not yeah. a cool charisma like, well they have no yeah they're, they're saying lines some, at some each other there's no chemistry they're saying lines sexy lines sexy double entendres at each other and like they're, they're like a, working super like there's like a the tier of Bond them. girls right there's like the tier where it's like she's they're kind of like equals and they kind mm. of like have this combative and, and then there's just like the kind of awful like hey good looking and yeah there equals there was all the, the villain Bond girl, which is yeah. like really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, she was meant to be. Obviously, she's probably the biggest star to be a Bond girl at this point. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and I feel like I like her character. So she's like a, a not a CIA but another American NSA, NSA yeah. uh, operative who is also conducting different spy missions on her yeah. own. Yeah. Um, and I feel like throughout, it's shown to often be as capable if not more capable than James Bond <laughs> particularly in the Havana scene it's like if he has not been there it probably would have gone fine just with her doing the mission yeah yeah um, yeah. but she's called Jinx and she's born on Friday the 13th and that never really <laughs> comes not up really. it's just she's just got this joke like I'm unlucky man. I guess yeah in relationships and I wish that kind of figured more into the plot yeah, yeah. like she's a she good spy got, in theory but she gets she herself really into, into, into yeah yeah, yeah. But instead, where's they... the casino scene? Yeah, for for drinks. They could have been playing casino in the ice I bar. Know. You know. Yeah, yeah. But instead, they just sleep with each other right away. And, and there the is thing. a great moment during oh. this sex scene, which is otherwise oh. unremarkable. I forgot. Yes. But there's a moment where she says, "I can't watch." She says something like, "Ah, oh, like that. I'm da- oh, I'm dangerous." And she just I'm bad. Pulls I'm bad. a knife from nowhere and has it. <laughs> yes. And Bond is like, Ooh. "Oh." They're like, you know, in the middle of it. Yeah, she's like on top of him. And then she just sort of sleight of hands a fig. A fig comes in. Where did frame. it come from? It comes from nowhere. She Where does it a come fig. from? Uh, Where's the fig? And just has it and she's cutting the That's fig it. and, and eating it. And we were just dying because like, the fig has appeared, like materialized in her hand. Yeah. Mm. It's literally like Bond, look at my close up magic. Like <laughs> I think she looks like a star. Mm. But yeah, there was no chemistry. There was no acting really involved. And the writing's not particularly good, but I between like just, them, I don't yeah. think the spark. I wish she was yeah. didn't give in to Bond so easily. Like yeah. I wish she was tougher at the start. Like mm. yeah. they had no will, they won't they. Like their will, they won't they was the was just like, the oh, double yeah. entendres, and then they sleep with each other straight away. And I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. And a thing that I like about the Daniel Craig ones is they kind of acknowledge that he's getting older in the later films and i yeah. feel like you could have done that in this as well like i don't know it gets a bit tiresome keep up old man are you are you able to do this but like yeah i don't know you there could have been that kind of interplay where i feel like we've had Halle berry's clearly this. so much more experienced like 
like agile and capable. I feel like is. No Time to Die has this in both like the um But it's in the from Skyfall Lynch as well. And like the Anna But they're two different the versions film, yeah. of like, okay, first is one is the like I'm an equally capable agent that's like mm. keep up Bond. Yeah. And then one is like a I'm a younger agent that's like You're a you dinosaur. Know, that, and, and I'm treating you as a father figure and yeah. like it's like a you know, yeah. sort of a mentor type thing and then he's impressed by her like professionally mm. um and i feel that it feels very bond yeah. very craig bond and that it's like he's not going to have sex with these women because yeah. he wouldn't because that's yeah. just the modern the modern thing of it yeah. whereas but i think the expectation in 2002 is yeah. like pierce brosnan bond is of is, course going to have sex with yeah. these women but when yeah that's the good thing about the craig bonds is like they are a lot more character based like there's they, a lot more character based yeah. stuff and i think it's just that there has been a reckoning about like what's you know problematic in james yeah. bond which was hadn't happened in 2002 no absolutely well, nobody no. was we, thinking about that i stuff, mean the I weird thing think. is goldeneye tries to have its cake and eat it too the mm. first ps1 where it's like m calls him a dinosaur like a sexist pig yeah and so does money penny and she's like what you're saying could actually be sexual harassment and he's like oh yeah and she's like uh, and what's my penalty or, or yeah, punishment? And she's like, well, actually, fulfilling your advances. It's and you're like, yuck. <laughs> like, it's always like, no, please don't. It's so funny because, like, what, watching the the previous Pierce Brosnan ones, I didn't really get that. It wasn't this gratuitous. Like, it was really gratuitous here with, like, yeah. the double entendres and just, like, the... It feels more like... Sexualization of... Rather than thinking about these characters are drawn to each other, it's just more like, then they'll have sex because Bond the, yeah. and the Bond this girl always have sex. Do. And then this, it's, like, more yeah. of, like, this is the pattern of what has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, like, because it was such a homage one, they felt the need to pay off a bunch of stuff, and that includes, like, I don't know, Bond girls and sleeping together and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... Yeah, it's I do, less of a focus on the other I ones. mean, speaking of Bond girls, it's great to have another um, yeah, woman of color Bond mm. girl. Yeah. Even, even yeah. though Bond girl, you know, it's you can see it in two different ways, like yeah. what that role means and what that role is as a franchise. But mm. but even to see that, like, kind of see Jinx as this, like, really cool, badass spy, yeah. that mm. was cool to see. Um, because we haven't really seen, I mean, in Tomorrow Never Dies, Michelle Yeoh is in it. And then... Who else is there? Grace Jones. Jones and like, is the other big one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not a lot. Not, not huge amounts. And even and since then, playing, not a lot. No. Grace Jones is more playing a hench. Yeah. 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 But, but I guess, I guess like, Rosamund Pike's yeah. a Bond girl, which is still playing a hench. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Um, yeah, any other... I just want to go back to the set pieces. The, uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the laser set piece, I thought it was cool... Um, idea. It was <laughs> like, cool. Mr. Kill, I liked in concept. Loved him, he yeah. had two lines, though. Wish he'd got more to do. Again, the, um, the, the, the uh, Ice Palace slash Ice set piece, action piece, um, definitely let down by the visual effects. Like, I yeah. just had, it looked really fucking fake. And yeah. just, I, I want to go back to the, the plan is we're going to lock Jinx in a room in the Ice Palace somehow with uh, she can't get out it's an inescapable room and it's oh, going to melt around her so she'll drown but we are in an ice palace where it's all made of ice why isn't the roof melted I don't understand like how she's still trapped in there even though it's now wet surely she could swim away <laughs> I, maybe it was ice with some metal it was very unclear what the exact sort of yeah. situation was because it looked like there were ice doors that were shutting her in there yeah. but... it just I like, Titanic uh, <laughs> Titanic um, yeah. I'm bulletproof 
<laughs> Nothing to lose. At that point, like the laser is also chasing Bond, I think. Yes. Oh, maybe before that, I don't know. But he has to go on some waves, and I think that. Yes. I think the most exciting thing about James Bond films for me are like the stunts where it's yeah, just it's absolutely human doing insane that's, stunts. Yeah. That's that's the thing for me. Like With James Bond to me, I'm like set pieces, gadgets, mm. song, like yeah. the core elements of Bond, like how cool the Bond girl is, like that also affects like how I yeah. see yeah. a Bond film. Of the lead and the stuff. How like how engaging the you know convoluted plot of the of the year yeah. is like, but like the thing that like really wows you about those early um like sean connery's and the moors is like they like there's just some stunt people the stunt work just willing yeah. to, the stunt like, work for sure stuff. yeah and this um, one we saw um what's it called uh from russia with love in the cinema yeah uh and it was just watching you know knowing like oh at this time none of this could have been cgi and obviously this all had to be Absolutely. practical yeah and that kind of makes you appreciate it more oh definitely um, yeah whereas here like i guess because cgi is starting to advance and they mm. want to integrate it a little and bit and it's more. that really exciting time for cgi where it's yeah. like wow we can do anything in 2002 yeah mm. and so you get the stuff where it's like let's make it look like he's surfing but you can see his face you can see that it's pierce and like I think you know, even then it's it was... aged so poorly. Yeah, as well, and I even think. then it, it looks so like it was, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was terrible. I do mm. like the idea of like the really cool. There was that's the idea of like the cool fast car. Like that's what it looks like yeah. all the time. Like that bullet oh, yeah, type yeah, car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. Also, the green car was bad. The green bad car, color. Very, bad very color. Doesn't too. Oh, very too. Ew. Yeah. Um, I have a list of stuff that I jotted down throughout. Um, okay. That are just small little things. Um, in the North Korea sequence, um, they say they realize that he's James Bond, and they say his name is James Bond, a British assassin, and oh, they've yeah, and been they speaking kept... Korean. Yeah, and they just speak and English. Just in English. There's no consistency for when speaking Korean and when speaking English. It's yeah. just like whenever we want to, we'll switch to English yeah. now. And and Toby Stevens clearly learned some lines in Korean, but yeah, because then... he was meant to be Captain Moon. Yeah. Whereas Zhao, like he was meant to be transitioning to German, and he just like yeah. looked like Mister Freeze. Like, I guess he oh, was halfway the through. Thing. They hadn't finished. Like <laughs> yeah. he hadn't finished. The white machine. Yeah, so he's, he's got the, yeah. the blue eyes. Um, sexy waterboarding. We've talked about long hair. Pierce style. I wanted more because you just mentioned the waterboarding. I wanted yeah. more scorpion motifs. Oh yeah, because the, the only scorpion only thing there. was like for the to. to I guess kill they him. were like yeah they, they they were used at some point in that moment. Scorpion but... themed villain. Well, Give yeah. it to me. Scorpion yeah, King. and that Sco- message of scorpion king. What well, and the story of the scorpion and the fucking turtle? What is it? Frog. Frog. <laughs> Um, where it's like, <laughs> hey, it's a late night. This is yeah. a late recording. We gotta finish this yeah. in, guys. Um, I'm really tired. Yeah. yeah, but like that motif of like, oh, you're going down with me. You know, you could have yeah. done that with the scorpions. So style is the 2002 ness of it, where it was mm. very, about. very oh, ma- matrixy like, kind of slow mo. Yeah, there was during oh. the torture scenes. There was a lot of like uh, overlay. We've yeah, got somebody. Lee Tamahori really styled it up. Yeah. With with a bond, you know, like yeah. he he added in some flourishes, some matrix influences in there, some like yeah. some slow mo, some futuristic some kind of say is yeah. un- unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it all worked, but some well, of it was very was prevalent fun. during this time. Yeah, but and you compared it to it enjoyable. you wouldn't steal a car kind of vibe. Uh, the movie. Bam, bam, bam. Um, 
Jesus vibes. We talked about mm-hmm. Fig for Knife, Madonna cameo, <laughs> Cold Sydney Opera House, Mr. Kill, Your Mama Joke. Oh, from yes. Halle Berry. Yeah, which is so also good. I feel like wasn't superly well delivered, but no. it was uh, I mean, just another she example had the of this playwriting. Because yeah. when she killed Rosamund Pike, she was, you yes. You called it. <laughs> like, read this, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I knew she was going to say read this because I knew that's how this writing that's was right. going to go. Um, a great joke where they're in the laser room and they need to access something, but only Mr. Kill's handprint will let them through. So they just oh, laser God. off Mr. Kill's arm and then put it on. And Very then funny. I feel like the, the funny part was when they'd gotten the access and then Halle Berry just chucks the arm Honestly, on the ground with a flop. The callous like treatment of the like lower level villains, funny to me. Like the guy he just beat up and put in the in the wheelchair in the Havana yeah, sequence. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. It was not even a villain. It was yeah. just a guy who was being a dick yeah. at the hotel and yeah. so. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to one punch this guy out yeah. and then leave him in an obscure, like a hospital in Cuba. Yeah. And there's, uses him as a distraction. Yeah. Like. yeah. There's the nerdy dude, Vlad, who just oh hangs around God. for a while. Yeah, and he's then, there for way too long. And then he gets he to the final scene, you're like, why is window. Vlad still here? Yeah. yeah. Um, in a reference to Gold, Goldfinger. Mm. Um, surfing, we talked about VR sequence. Whole outfit is wild. Oh, the outfit of Toby Stevens at the end is oh, like, look very like a random mech suit. Yeah, a anime. Mech suit. We've like, never me- even mentioned his like electroshock mech, but look, he does. There's He's got a lot. When did that come up? There's a lot remember. of things. This is chock full. There's to so its, many things. To its um, you know, detriment and yeah. you know, to its benefit sometimes. I just remember the fencing scene though. You were talking about set pieces. Oh, that was that fucking was cool. That was fucking that was fun. great. I love how tactile and it was. Nice it was. Yeah. Literally, it's just these two people doing yeah. fencing. Yeah. So even when it's not Pierce and Toby, it's like a whole lot of other ra- like yeah. you know, stunt people physically doing stunt house pieces in London. And, stuff. and that's kind of the thrill Smash of the new James Bond. Up. Like, what new set piece are they gonna think of? Like, yeah. that yeah. was cool. Very um, and it's nice out of the, box the world of fencing. So it's like, oh, we're going from like, oh, we're just doing you know fencing, and then yeah. it's like, ah, now we're using real swords, and we gotta fight till we get to blood. Yeah, and it's just this macho thing around neither of them being able to back down. It's, yeah, um, mm. yeah, it's very fun. And yeah. It, Creates chaos. Like creates chaos. It's terrible spy work from James once terrible. again. Mm-hmm. Um, read this bitch we talked about. I told you I was a jinx. Um, oh, the one joke she makes about her, yeah. her, name. her name. You didn't need to do that. I just, you know, I it honestly, laugh. if I was Hallie and they were like, say the line, I'd just be like, what? what? I, you know, this is corny, but I do. I wanted a, a time, a place, a joke where they just say the same thing at the same time, and they're like, jinx. Maybe yeah. too that, far, no, but you know, been, this is the funny. film that we have. Um, oh, and finally, just leave it in for a few more moments. Oh my god! Uh, so speaking the, the of the double entendres, double entendres, just yeah. like not sexy, not clever, not. Funny. So what is it? So <laughs> we we're panning past a house and we're like, "What's happening?" And she's saying, "Just leave it in for a few more minutes." Well, it's a one and a half entendre because, like, you're thinking of something phallic or something yeah. like yes. that's like meant it's, to be put in something. If it's yeah. not phallic, yeah. But no, it's a diamond in her belly button. What? <laughs> leave it in for what? Why? Because it looks cool there. Does it? It looks cool. She wants to get it pierced. <laughs> she clearly. wants to get a belly button piercing. She's just trying to imagine how it's oh, gonna look. I mean, it is the early two thousand, <laughs> so not uh, not you know yeah. my not enough Hallie for me. I don't know. I guess we we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Bag or boots. All right. We're here. I'm gonna go because I wanna uh, go to bed. wrap this up because it's really late. We're recording this one. It's past eleven. 
Um, and this is this is a biff for me. <laughs> um, I didn't find I found parts of this was was funny and goofy, mm. but I didn't find that that was enough to hold my attention through the like ridiculousness of the plot and the sort of the thinness of all the characterizations. Yeah, I, I felt there wasn't enough like ah, this is a really charismatic performance to kind of draw mm. me through. I thought some good set, set pieces were good. Um, and like, yeah, in theory, you know, I think I like the ice palace. I like like sort of the silliness of like, oh, it's an invisible car. Um, but I think, yeah, it just was a bit too convoluted. And most of the characters, I just didn't feel had enough mm. sort of, I guess, pizzazz, charisma, like something special that would have made me connect with them. Just not a lot of motivation for the characters yeah. as well that I didn't feel anything about. And partially that's the with the plot like convolution as well. We were mm. sort of watching it being like, why, why are we, who's chasing who? What's it? Why are yeah. we after this guy? Yep. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's a bit from me. Mm. Okay. I'll go next. I, um, I don't know. Like, it's so ridiculous and it's so complicated and convoluted. And, like, for our inaugural Hello Halle film, mm. not really much. This is, like, I guess she filmed this before winning her Oscar, but this is, like, her first big post-Oscar film. Yeah, yeah. Not really a great showcase of her talent. No. Like, star quality, yes, but she didn't really do much for that, apart yeah. from looking extremely hot and, you know, magnetic on screen. Uh... But, I mean, it's honestly maybe objectively a bad film. I love the song. Um, but I think back to the worst of the Craig Bonds and how self-serious they are and how long and shaggy they are. And there is not a an ounce of, like, levity that I can even cling on to. This is, like, prob- like a very poor film in many ways. But based on my Bond scale, somewhere in the middle. Like a light biff. But... Like a, light, a light bag. bag. Light bag. A light bag. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh we yeah. Yeah. I was going with light bag, but maybe maybe the mind was saying <laughs> Freud, something else. Analyze this. Yeah. <laughs> the D- the D- analyze well, that look, my DNA just Freud. got switched in that moment. <gasps> uh, Die another day. Light bag. <laughs> um Yeah, I I have uh the revelation that I, I unfortunately can't really bag or biff james bond films like but it's you not, have to do it it's not actually uh, no no i can i will oh, yes but they're not good or bad by the typical metric for me yes because they're just james bond films like they're just bond they're just bond they're not bags of biffs it's the they're thing bonds. with kid with movies you watched as a kid where it's just like they just are they simply exist mm. and i completely agree with you i was gonna say the same thing that there is so much fun being had in this movie mm. like and I don't think Pierce is a very, in this one, very convincing Bond, but he's still doing the beats. Mm, mm. And um, it's got a good villain. It's got some good set pieces. The fencing is the one that stands out to me. Um, and some wild, I guess some cool henchman kind of looks. Um, and a wild machine. Like stuff, like a sun that burns stuff up. Like, I have, I had a lot more fun than I thought I might in this one, even though I was like, this is probably, it's not particularly well made. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Specifically, the one that sticks out to me about the bad um, Craig's is like Quantum, S- Quantum Inspector. Inspector. Spectre. See, is I, the used, one that... I used to think Quantum was the worst, but I've switched to Spectre because think... at least Quantum is short. Yeah. Um, Inspector is long. Yeah, and it's. Just... I've still never seen Spectre. Inspector has the bad. Um, 
a Sam Smith song and Quantum has that banger from Jack White and Alicia Keys. Which is Keys. a good song. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, those ones are so dour and serious yeah, and that's just so much like... And No Time to Die kind of dragged as well. Yeah. But I like No Time yeah. to Die. This fun Overall, but it's fun. But it's too long. It's very yeah. long. Shaggy. Sure. Yeah. Um, whereas here, I'm like, it just feels like a blast from the past and yes. it becomes history. Like, you watch it at the time you're and you're like... You're 10 years old when yeah. this came out. You're like... Fuck this! What is this? You've ruined Bond, and now it's like it's all a piece of it. And like, Pierce got to do a Roger Moore like utterly batshit Moonraker. Uh, Good for him, you know, because yeah. not fucking Dalton got two, and then he was out. Yeah, Lazenby got one. Like, I'm glad Pierce got the full ride. Four, yeah, of Bond. absolutely. Um, and he's a great dude. I hope he seems nice, and <laughs> I'm gonna bag. I I said this. I I, I want. I kind of want Pierce to do a one-off, like like yeah. Connery, um, and he. I think he can do it. I just like a goofy he's, Bond. He's having a little resurgence. Yeah, he's co- popping up everywhere. And this is what I want for the Bond franchise to go back to the goofy. That's all I want. I think that's got to be what they do. Yeah. You know, so Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is the front runner to be Bond, do it. No, yeah. I know. I don't think he fits, in, even though I like him. And but like, he's they the just front can't runner. do. We can't just do another white dude. I'm sorry. I, know. I feel like they just yeah. cannot do that casting. He's apparently the one who's going to take. But we'll see. Maybe not. We'll find out. Anyways. I feel like there will be backlash. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> I don't think you can do Goofy like this does Goofy because it's too referential. I think no, maybe we need to bring something back. I think there's goof, yeah. and then there's just like bring poor, back poor, poor writing. Yeah. And I think yeah. you can do goof and still be a well-written film. Could so be I, I believe it. So was that a bag? It is a bag. It, it is, is a bag. A I did bag. a real soft clip. bag yeah. from from Matt. Soft yeah. as a bag between the Meg and Diana. The because Day, I which did is the softer bag. This. This one. Think. Yeah, yeah. We no, we love. I mean, I don't know. We love the Meg and you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing with me is like. I mix on the quality of the film, but I go back to how I felt watching it, and I was like, that mm. yeah. I enjoyed it more than I did dislike it. So, And listener, we have been going back, because we haven't really been keeping an archive of this, and our archivist of the podcast, Cassandra Teese, has been recording our bags and our biffs. Amazing. You say this like I've been doing more work on it than one time. Yeah, well, but it was so I've good. got about six episodes of that. Wait, well, yeah. we can, I can help out. We'll do it by by I've the got... time we get to our hundredth film, which is coming up. It's I know. We'll up, try to have an archive. If anybody wants to uh, help set up <laughs> a website, oh, we don't need just contest and make contact. Put us on Wikia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fascinating to see what stuff we've bagged and biffed so far, and we will update it after this pod um, mm-hmm. and get that <sighs> in there. But. Uh, we do have an archive on uh, all wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us on Mixbag uh, uh, Podcast or Pod at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at mixbagcontact mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And um, you can leave us a review at um, Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Five stars, please. Look, more Halle Berry to come. More Halle. Hello, Halle. But for now, that's, that's a wrap. wrap. Cast. Oh, sorry, I wasn't ready. <laughs> But for now, that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.